Good evening, Chicago. You're listening to Inspirational Perspective. I'm your host, Linnell Harris, Chicago's very own life coach right here on WVON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. Inspirational Perspective on your radio is all about murdering mediocrity and living the best life possible. So as I ask you every Saturday evening at 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, are you living the best life possible? And are you slaying your goals in 2017? Betty, yeah, do you even know your goals? Do you know your goals for 2017? <laughs> because maybe the question I should be asking so many of us is uh, so many of us say, you know, we want more. We want more money. We uh, we want more opportunity. But we're not willing to do more. So do you have goals for 2017? Because that's one of the things you have to do if you want to take it to the next level. No doubt about it. And if you're that person, this show is going to get you. It's going to get underneath your skin for real. This show will get underneath your skin if you have no goals, because I'm going to talk about you. Seriously, I'm going to talk about you because I know you want to go somewhere and I will do whatever it takes to get you pumped up to get there. Period. And I'm going to tell you, you you can fake everybody else out, but you can't fake yourself out. And you sure can't cheat the old school formula. And the old school formula is goals plus action equal success, whatever you say that is. And if you don't do that, you're going to get stagnant. And if you get stagnant, that means you're stinky. Nobody wants to be stinky. That's the truth. And I'm telling you, don't get mad at me. Get mad at you. So if you haven't already, go to www.slayyourgoals.com. And download the free copy of the ebook, Slay Your Goals. If you haven't done it, make sure you do that. And I have no doubt that if you download the book and read it, it will change your life. And let me tell you, tonight is special. And the reason tonight is special is because it's been four years, four years that I've been on the air. Four years, man. And it's, uh, it's been a fun journey with you guys. And so I did want to take a moment and celebrate that. It's a lot different than when I first started. A whole lot different. And let me tell you something. The guy behind the mic is a lot different. I can remember the week leading up to this show. And the radio was a goal for me. And this is, this is real good because for those of us who have goals, sometimes you have the goal and right when you're there and the goal is in your face. The only thing you're confronted with is fear. And it's the matter, it's a matter of whether or not you're going to do it afraid or not. And I remember the week leading up to my very first show. And I was, whew, I was scared out of my mind. Scared. And I had a lot of reasons to be scared. Because one, I had never been on radio. I'd never hosted my own show. I'd done radio interviews, but I had never hosted my own show. Two, I was a corporate executive. I didn't know if my job would like it or not. I just did it 
because I knew it aligned with my purpose. I didn't ask for permission. And I'm going to tell you something. The higher you go in corporate America, the more freedom you lose. It's almost like a trade-off. You know, I give you a little more money if you give up a little bit more of that freedom. I give you a little bit more money if I if you give up more of that time. Um, they got a lot of rules, so it might look attractive, ain't always attractive. And so, I was scared, man. I didn't know what that meant. I had worked really hard to get where I got, and the higher you go, the easier it is to fall off. And so, anyway, I'm already scared to do the show, and I'm a speaker. And let me tell you the difference from speaking and, and actually uh, being on the radio. When you're speaking, you look out into the audience and you start to tie, you start to tie in on certain people, right? And you're like, okay, I can tell they're listening. I got, I, I got their attention. Oh, it looks like they, they don't understand what I'm saying. Let me uh, break it down a little bit. You can see people. On the radio, you can't see them. I mean, even with Periscope and Facebook Live, in the studio, still can't see anybody. Um, now, the cool thing is you can't see comments. So when people have questions, you can see it now. But back then, none of that. And I was scared. So I remember coming in here, sitting down, sweating, sweating. And, uh, and I had just found out that day, I just found out that day that I would have to do about 90 minutes on the air versus an hour. And now if you give me 90 minutes, I just chew it up. I just chew it on up. But back then, I didn't know what I was going to talk about for 90 minutes. And here it is, four years later, I confronted that fear, and this is where I am. And so, that feels good. That feels good. And let me tell you, I remember my very first caller. My very first caller was a a gentleman from New York riding in a truck. And he saved me, man, because, you know, you start running out of stuff to say. He called into the, he called in, by the way, Emmanuel's in the, in, in the uh, studio tonight. Say what's up, man. What's up, everyone? That's something else that changed. Inspirational Perspective actually has an employee. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Growth. Anyway, good to have you, brother. So I'm, I get this phone call, and it's a brother from New York, and he's like, yeah, man, Think and Grow Rich is one of my favorite books. And so we started talking about the book. And I was like, wow, somebody from New York was listening. And uh, I remember after the show, I went out and one of the technical producers was like, hey, man, that first call was pretty cool. And I was like, yeah. He was like, that was me. <laughs> I had no clue. But he saved me. He's like, OK, this brother's struggling. Let me call. Called in. And uh, that was the only phone call fraud I've ever had on this show. I'll admit it. Um, I didn't know it was happening at the time. But that brother saved me. Greg, if you're listening, thanks, bro. <laughs> but that's how it started, man. And then after that, you know, four years later, here I am. So I hope you guys in, enjoy the show. But my, my point is this. Where is your fear stopping you from sharing your gifts? And where is your fear preventing you from being and living your purpose? And where is your fear blocking your ability to have a positive impact On other people's lives. Because this show. Let me tell you. This show has changed a lot of lives. Not because I say so. Because you told me so. So keep tuning in. Every Saturday evening at 10 p.m. I'll be here to motivate you. And help you murder mediocrity. And slay your goals. And stay inspired. Because inspiration. 
is a lifestyle choice. Woo! So let me tell you, today was an interesting day. I need some acknowledgement. <laughs> you know, the other thing I'm learning how to do is just ask for what I need. I need some acknowledgement. So let me tell you something. If this show has had a positive impact on you, give me a phone call. Give me a phone call, 773-591-1690. Tell me how it has impacted you. I'd love to know. And while you're calling, tonight what I want to talk about is the human mind in time. And this is part two. Because uh, last week we covered part one. If you missed it, you missed a phenomenal show. Not because I say so, because that's what people have been telling me. <laughs> okay? Again, now, time in the mind. And I'll also be talking about time and our intentions for the time that we have. And so if you missed last week's show, you can catch it on the Inspirational Perspective Facebook page. And Inspirational Perspective Radio starts right now. And if you're one of my technically savvy followers, then please join us on Facebook Live and Periscope. Periscope at Linnell Harris. Facebook Live at Linnell Harris. All right. So the questions I'm going to be asking tonight. What will it be? TV or living in 3D? And if you listened last week, then you know living in 3D means to dream it, design it, and then go do it. And let me tell you something. I can tell you this. The more television you watch, the more designing you will do. The less designing you will do. I'm sorry. Um, so that's, that's one of the big ones for a lot of us. And then the second question is, are you winning on the battlefield of your mind? And tonight we're going to talk a whole lot about the battlefield of the mind and how important that is. And then the last one is, we are a product of our decisions. So how do you make your decisions? Every decision that we make produces our life. And so how are you producing your life? Like, do you have a criteria for how you make decisions? Because if not, that means you're probably living your life on default. And so we'll talk more about that as well. But let's get into the show. So I want you to think about your mind in a very different way tonight, because most of us will never encounter an actual battlefield. And when I say a battlefield, I mean bullets flying, mortars dropping. Boom. I mean like a real battlefield. Okay. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing that most of us will never encounter this. However, if you were told right now that you would have to go to battle, like you got to go to battle after you recuperate from your anxiety attack, I'm guessing that you want to get prepared for this upcoming battle. Okay. So you just found out that for some reason, whatever it is, regardless of your age, you have to go to battle. You have to engage in war. So now you're in a situation where you have to go through training. You have to choose the weapons for your battle. And let me tell you something. If you knew you had to go to battle, you could prepare for this battle. Like you're not getting thrust into it unprepared. You actually have the opportunity to prepare for this battle. What would you do? Because I imagine that many of us will begin to study weapons. You know, what kind of weapon should I be using? Right? And that weapon would be something that would complement you. So if you're a big guy, you might want to carry something a little bigger. 
If you're smaller, you might want to carry something that's powerful but light. But you will begin to think about what are the weapons that best complement me in terms of my survival. So you have to choose your weapons, but I imagine you spend a lot of time. And I'm certain that in a short period of time, you would have a full understanding of which weapons you would choose, which weapons would work best, and you would understand the pros and cons of those weapons. Okay? And I also speculate that you'd be a bit concerned about who would be accompanying you into battle. Right? So you say, hey, who's coming with me into battle? I I got my weapon. Now I need to know who's rolling with me. Like, am I going on this mission alone? You know, or do I have a group of people? Because I need to know who those people are. That's going to be important for my overall survival. Y'all see where I'm going with this. And guess what? This is war. So I would speculate that if you're going to war, you want some serious soldiers by your side. Am I wrong yet? Anybody tell I'm wrong? I mean, Facebook, Periscope, callers. Matter of fact, I'm going to take a call. Taylor, how are you, brother? I'm doing great, man. And your show, Manel, this is the most advanced show that I've ever encountered since I've been calling into different radio stations. So I just wanted to let you know that, and I appreciate what it is you have been doing since I've been listening. And the first time I heard you, I couldn't believe it. (laughs) I appreciate that, man. Uh, When did you start listening? Uh, it's been about, maybe about a year and a half ago. Okay. Yeah, and uh, it's absolutely on time. I was just thinking he was on temporarily and be off soon. And also to uh, respond to your uh, question, I have to embrace um, Bruce Lee, who said that the art of fighting is knowing how to fight without fighting. I am a son of a World War II vet who was in the Civilian Conservation Corps, World War II. General George C. Marshall said that those men training is what won the war. And General Mark Clark said that they were the linchpin that kept the military together. And I believe today that I am prepared for World War III if it comes. It's due to the fact that my father, and I'm carrying his military wound in my right leg above my ankle, a neck injury from my brother's death. And I am very in tune to what I know now is I have the instincts of World War II. So I'm not able to use an example in that sense. But I mm-hmm. feel like we are dealing with uh, a we are in the midst of war now. Yeah. And it's a type of war that is emotional, psychological. And on Valentine's Day, Linnell, something happened in my life that I will treasure. I was able to use the quote of Senator uh, former Senator uh, uh, Bob Dole. Okay. And uh, he, said, he said this, that the only way forward that they can see is to build a better bridge to the past. And I use that quote to reconnect to November 21st, 1963. I am back into America's innocence period wow. of time. And I want to give you a book since you've done four. Have you heard of the book, The Fourth Turning by William Stroud and Neil Howe? What's the name of it? Write this down, Emmanuel. What's the name of it? It's The Fourth Turning. The Fourth Coming. No, no, Fourth Turning. Turning. That's C-U-R-N-I-N-G. Okay. Yeah, The Fourth Turning by Neil Stroud, I mean, William Stroud and Neil Howe. And on page three, it says, a first turning is a high, the second turning is an awakening, a third turning is an unraveling, and the fourth turning is a crisis. 
Mm. And, 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 time, and what, we said you are, brother. And what, and what would you say we are now? In a crisis. In a crisis. Okay. Yeah, it's a crisis. All right. Well, thanks for the phone call. Yeah, thank you, Leo. Keep up the good work, brother. You're welcome. Yes, sir. Appreciate the phone call. All right. Thank you. Great call. Been listening for a year and a half. Said this is the most advanced show he's heard. Wow. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. Okay. So he was talking about war. I'm talking about war, too. I'm talking about the battlefield of your mind. You know, I should have asked Taylor, like, because it sounds like he he's uh he's been in battle about his his comrades, the people he was in battle with. I, I bet you he cared about who they were. I bet he knew everything about them. Where am I going with this? The only difference between a real war and what's happening for you right now is that the battlefield is not in the mountains of Afghanistan. It's not in the jungles of Vietnam. The battlefield is in your mind. It's in your head. It's in your head, folks. That's where the battlefield is. You're at war. Do you get that? Do you do you get that you're at war every day? Every day you wake up, prove it to you. Some of you guys wake up on Monday morning. You say, I'm supposed to go to the gym. And then right away you're at war. But I'm tired. But you but 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 you should go. Ah, oh, you could do it tomorrow. That's war. That's war. Tomorrow is the enemy. Procrastination is the enemy. And you got to choose your weapons because otherwise the enemy will win. So what are the weapons? I'm getting there. Now, here's the question. Are you taking your mental battles as seriously as you would if your immediate life and safety were on the line? Are you taking your mental battles as seriously as if your immediate life and safety were on the line? So again, if you were preparing for a real battle, I know you you would know how to use that weapon. But here it is. We're in battle. We're in the battle of our mind to accomplish our goals and dreams, to ensure that we're not living a life that's on autopilot. We're not living a life that's mediocre. That's average. That's just surviving. That's a struggle. You want to go to the next level. So you're in a battle. What are your weapons? Because I'm going to tell you, for many of us, our most prolific battles will be fought in the depths and deep, dark corners of our minds. So what's fortunate is most of you. Well, what's what's unfortunate, I'm sorry, is that most of you aren't properly armed for these battles. You're not armed. That's why you can't get up and go to the gym. That's why you can't sit down and write that book. That's why whatever that goal is, it seems like it keeps slipping year after year, day after day, week after week, month after month. It keeps slipping. And the reason it keeps slipping is because you don't have the right weapons. So let me tell you, I've come to regard my mind as one of the most intense battlefields that I will ever encounter. I hope it's the most intense battlefield that I ever encountered. 
But I'm telling you, my mind up here, I used to tell guys before, you know, they say, hey, man, you know, how do you how do you keep a commitment? So I, I say no when it's easy. You know, how do you get up and go to the gym? It's because when the alarm goes off, I don't hit snooze. I mean, it's a mindset, but I also have the weapons. So what are the weapons? Here's the thing. These are the weapons. Listen to this. The things that we allow to enter our minds through what we see, through what we hear, through what we read, through what we watch, through what we feel, taste, smell, and every other imaginable imaginable input eventually serves as a weapon that will either help or hurt you in your battle. Believe that. I'm going to say it one more time. That the things that you allow to enter your mind. All right. Remember, this is the battlefield up here. The things you allow to enter your mind. Through what you see, hear, read, watch, feel, taste and smell. And every other imaginable input. Will eventually serve as a weapon that will either help you or hurt you, period. That is how we fight this war. Inputs came right back around to it. What are your inputs? And guess what? You supply yourself the weapons based on what you consume. So listen to me carefully on this part. The extent to which I am winning or losing the war on the battlefield of my mind has everything to do with the weapons I provide the enemy. So if I'm only giving myself the weapons, if my inputs are completely aligned with who I am, who I intend to be and what I intend to achieve, then all of a sudden. All of a sudden, I'm prepared differently for my war. All of a sudden, I'm winning my battle. You guys with me? So all of a sudden, I'm winning winning my battle. So here's the thing, right? The enemy, here's the enemy. The enemy is procrastination. The enemy is Lack of confidence. The enemy is self-doubt. The enemy is fear. The enemy is ignorance. And all the other self-defeating qualities that can be fed. You're like, Linnell, ignorance can be fed? Oh, yeah. It can be fed. It's a weapon. It can be used against you. So that's the enemy. So are you feeding the enemy? Are you feeding your procrastination? Are you feeding your self-doubt? Are you feeding your fear? Are you feeding your lack of confidence? That's the question. So have you allowed something or someone to infiltrate your defenses? Sneak into your camp from the back? Again. 
It's in your mind. It's in your mind. So here's another question. Now that we know what the enemy is, right, and we know that the inputs are the weapons. So let me get very clear around this topic, okay, around the battlefield of the mind, because now I'm about to switch to who y'all hanging with, who you going to war with. I'm about to switch to that because that has a whole lot to do with what's going on up here as well, okay? So in terms of what's going on in your mind, the more inputs that you have that are aligned with where you want to go, I said it before, who you intend to be, those become weapons that actually help you achieve what you want to do. So in terms of goals, some people have already dropped off on their resolutions because they didn't have the weapons. They didn't have the weapons. You know, achieving your goals, slaying your goals is not just about writing stuff down. Yeah, it increases the percentage. Absolutely. That's why I put it in the book. But the other thing I said is then you got to change your inputs. And that's what these shows, Time in the Mind, is all about. Teaching you how to change your inputs, create brand new inputs that become weapons for you to kill off your enemy. That's why I use such strong language like murder mediocrity, because if you're not being aggressive on this thing, then, hey, you're just going to be mediocre. You're just going to be comfortable. And if that's what you want, that's cool. But comfort ain't all that fun to me. I want to take it to the next level. I want to be challenged. I'm going to expand my comfort zone. I want to be a little scared. I want to grow. Otherwise, I mean, really, that's a boring life. I don't know. Man, you want to live a boring life, man? Nope. You want to live a comfortable life? Nope. You sure? I'm sure. And get this. Comfortable lives, it really ain't that comfortable. People ain't really that comfortable. You know, they go to work, they hate their job. That's not comfortable. Also, you get to come home, you sit on a soft couch, watch a big screen. You call that comfort? I don't know. I call that being unconscious. That's not comfortable. You're just unconscious. Because anybody conscious wants to do more than that, period. You'd be like, well, I went on the couch today. It was nice outside. All right, let's see what happens next week when it get cold. <laughs> All right, so let's, let's switch it up. Here's another question. Who are you going into battle with? Who are you going into battle with? So remember. The battle was in the mind, right? So then we have to begin to wonder if the battle's in the mind and my inputs create the weapons, who has access to my mind other than me? Who has access to my mind other than me? So who am I going into battle with? Buddy of mine last night dropped a TED talk. Name of the TED talk was what's your mission? Somebody said, man, Linnell, that's real close to what you do. You know, that's real close to you. You talk about purpose. What's your purpose? Did he bite that off you? No, nah, he didn't bite that off me. He created his mission when he was 19 years old. It's not a question that he's one of my comrades. It's not a question that that's somebody I would take into battle with me. We think alike. And so he has access to my brain. He has access to my mind and our conversations. And so those inputs become more of the same thing that I'm up to. He pushes me. I push him. I take them into battle. Are you hanging out with people that you would take into battle? Who are you going into battle with? And consider that the people you spend the most time with are your comrades on your battlefield. 
whether you want them to be or not. So the question is, are they battle ready? Are they battle ready? You're hanging out with them. Are they ready to go to war? Because you're at war. You're at war up here. And if they're not battle ready, if you wouldn't trust that current friend or companion on a literal battlefield because you can't trust them in your life, then why do they have access to your life? Seriously, think about that. And let me tell you, man, hey, you want to be successful. You want to take your life to the next level. You're going to have to make some sacrifices. And I, hey, you're like, well, I love them. I got feelings for them. Hey, there are plenty of people that I love that I had to let go. I got to go. I got to go. I can't stay down here with you. I got to move on. So who has access to your life? You know, who are you rolling with? Who are you going to battle with? Who are your comrades? And then here's, here's another thing to think about in terms of the battle of your mind. In a military campaign, both sides, they always look to destroy the roads and the depots, right? You know, what are the roads? You know, how do these weapons get in? And where's the stockpile? That's war, right? So who's to think that the enemy isn't trying to do that? I mean, procrastination is going to, hey, some of us got books we've never read. That's your depot. It done took out the depot. It done killed the road to the depot. You don't even walk past that bookshelf no more. Because the TV is on. Man, where have the roads in your life been blown to smithereens? Where do you have to do some construction? So that way you can get access to your weapons again. So you can start winning again. You know, so what roads and depots do you need to destroy to gain full control of the battle in your mind? Right. So if the enemy is blowing up roads and depots on your side. Then what roads and depots do you need to be blowing up on that side? You know, how are things getting into your brain? Do you need to destroy that playlist on iTunes? Time to get rid of it. Man, I told you guys, when, when I got married. I had to let go of some playlist. Couldn't listen to it no more. They talking about too much crazy stuff. That's not what married men do. Had to let it go. Why do I even want to fight that war? Why am I going to strengthen the enemy on that side? Why? Like, why am I setting myself up to have to fight harder than I have? To, I want to fight. That's energy. So now my energy is used up fighting stuff. I put in my own head. Nah, I'm not doing it. Had to destroy the playlist. You know, some of y'all need to destroy y'all TV remotes. Take it out. (laughs) Take it out. Some of y'all need to destroy your Snapchat apps, Facebook apps, whatever it is. Some of y'all need to delete some of y'all Facebook friends. Destroy the roads. Destroy the depots. What roads and depots, depots do you need to destroy? And... Are you willing to do what it takes to murder mediocrity in your life? i say it again. So many of us say we want more. We want to be more. We want to have more. We want more money. We want more success. But you're not willing to do more. Don't make sense. Question is, are you willing? Are you willing? I got a hell yeah on Periscope. <laughs> That's what's up. 
Hey, I love it. Are you willing? Because what I'm talking about takes work. What I'm talking about takes action. What I'm talking about takes commitment. So as you seek the answers to these questions, remember, every soldier needs inspiration. Morale is a huge deal in the military. Every soldier, every soldier needs fuel for their actions on the battlefield. What's your fuel? What are your weapons? What's your inspiration? That's the question. All right, 773-591-1690. Still got a little time left. If you got questions, give me a phone call. And four years, it's been four years on the air. So, if this show has changed your life in any kind of way, give me a phone call. Tell me about it, 773-591-1690. So, here's what I've been trying to say, ultimately. What you see and listen to, they shape and color your thoughts. And your thoughts shape your mind, right? It shapes the battlefield of your mind. And your mind shapes your entire world. So controlling the inputs you absorb from music, radio, television, other sources of mass media provide you greater control of your thoughts. And here's the thing. People say, well, you can't control thoughts. I disagree. You know, some things are going to come willy nilly from the left. There's no question about that. But some of the things coming willy nilly from the left is because you put it there. You put it there. You put it there in a song. You put it there in a show. And this stuff is interesting, man. It's a, I was watching the movie. And in the movie, the woman was married. But her and her husband weren't getting along. And somehow they made it okay for her to have an affair. And then the way the movie spun it, it was like, you know, you almost going for it. And I was like, yo, that's weird. Like, that's how, how was that possible? And I pay attention to stuff like that. I'm like, eh, I'll turn this off. This is stupid. But it's an input. So somebody's watching that like, yeah, he did make me mad. And then you wonder, you know, years later, how did I ruin that relationship? Inputs, weapons, and the mind. Some, somehow you thought it was okay. You thought it was cool. You thought it was okay to do. Because of your inputs. So your inputs provide greater control of your thoughts and your ability to control your thoughts consequently allow you to begin controlling your mind. So if the mind is a battlefield, how much control do you want to have over it? And if you're controlling your mind, all of a sudden you can control your world. I mean, the human brain is amazing. So if I'm controlling my mind, then I'm like, all right, Linnell, Monday we're going to do this. Tuesday, we're going to do that. Wednesday, we're going to go here. Thursday, we're going to go there. And I don't have to worry about a lot of conflict because my inputs line up with everything I say I'm going to do. And so I'm just knocking it out. Boom, 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 boom. Because I have control of my thoughts. So I have control of my mind. So then there's not a lot of tension going on up there. Not a lot of stuff pulling at me in terms of what it is that I want to do. And I can start being the person I really intend to be.
This is it. The reason why there's a gap between who we want to be, who we intend to be, and who we are is simply because we don't have the right inputs. We're not using the right weapons. That's why. So, you know, people say it all the time. You could be whoever you desire to be because that's the type of control we have over our lives. I say it all the time. We are creators. And so if I'm a creator and I believe that and then I'm doing everything I can to make sure I'm in alignment with what I say I'm creating, then it's going to happen. And that's how we see all the things we have around here from the cars we drive to the skyscrapers that we go up in and elevators. That's how we have it. So you can be you can begin being the person you really want to be. You can have whatever it is that you really desire, but you got to make sacrifices. And I think that's the thing, man. We don't like making sacrifices. We want everything. We live in an instant gratification society. I got to feel good right now. And so because we don't make sacrifices, that's why we don't get what we want to get. But if you make sacrifices, because this stuff ain't free, success ain't free. If you make sacrifices, now you can take it to the next level. We're talking about the brain, your headquarters, <laughs> pun intended. I thought that was funny. <laughs> your hard drive, I mean... The mind, like I said, the mind is amazingly powerful. And as human beings, it's our most precious asset. That's why I'm trying to frame this up in terms of a battle. Cause I, I think when you realize that it's a battle and your mind is your most precious asset, that all of a sudden you start thinking to yourself, like, you know what? How am I doing in this battle? You know, what weapons do I have stockpiled to ensure that I can go where I want to go? Somebody was like, man, y'all jazzed up. I think I, you and I were talking a little bit. Uh, one of my clients was like, man, the energy of your show changed because my inputs changed. I was like, man, it's time for me to ratchet it up. I got to I got to I got to really, really knuckle down because I got some big goals. So how am I get these goals? Well, I got to change my inputs. Those inputs have shifted my energy. And then that energy, the energy I even have now. Almost 11 p.m. is coming from my inputs. I'm generating that, man. Like those are the weapons that I've been using. Y'all just seeing it on display now. I'm guarding my most precious asset. And it's because of how extremely careful I am with my inputs that I have influence over the powerhouse in my head. And if I have influence over the powerhouse in my head, then that means I can be very intentional about my power. Boom. It's not rocket science. I'm trying to make it as simple as possible. I saw somebody on Facebook Live earlier say, man, this is so deep. I got to get scuba deer. So that's why I'm using the second half of the show. Kind of, It's time to come back to the surface, right? I'm a scuba diver. And when you, when you dive, if you're down like 80 feet, and you've been down there for about 40 minutes, if you know how to breathe, then you can stay down for a while. Now, you can't just come right back up. You got to take what they call safety stops. You do one at 30 feet. You stop for two minutes. You know, just kind of let your body get used to it. And then you do another one at 15, 20 feet. 
three minutes, then you can surface. That's what we're doing now. Surfacing. <laughs> but um, I want to share this. It's one of my favorite poems, and the name of it is The Victor. And I've shared it on the air before. It's by C.W. Longnecker. And I believe it illustrates how powerful our thoughts and the mind can be. I think this is an excellent way to end this show. And so what Longnecker says is, if you think you're beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you like to win, but you think you can't, it's almost certain you won't. If you think you lose, you're lost. For out of the world we find, success becomes with the fellow's will. It's all in the state of mind. If you think you're outclassed, you are. You've got to think high to rise. You've got to be sure of yourself before you can ever win a prize. Life's battles don't always go to the stronger or the faster man. But soon or late, the man who wins is the man who thinks he can. C.W. Longnecker. Hey, since I'm on the roll with other folks, here's a quote by H. Jackson Brown Jr. And what he says is, never expect to lose. Even when you're the underdog, still prepare a victory speech. So tonight, do you think you can? Are you willing to really play this game of life? Are you willing to fully engage in your war? This war of the mind. Are you willing to make the sacrifices that you need to make? To ensure that you can win this mental thing, this mental war. Because this is really what it's about. I mean, we could talk on the surface about slaying your goals and reaching your goals. But in the end, what it really comes down to is what's going on up here. If you say you want to do something, you got to win the war up here. In your brain. So if you change your inputs, ultimately, you can change your life. You can change your life. And that's really what it comes down to. And that's what the show is about. Changing lives. Changing lives. So to end the show, I want to swing back around to the chat we had about time. So last week we started the show with time. I was like time in the mind, right? Time in the mind. Because in my opinion... Those two things are probably the biggest barriers for most of us in regards to our ability to achieve our goals. I know for me, it comes down to what I'm thinking and how I spend my time. Today, I was working. It's nice outside, but I got things to do. And so I'm like, I'll be traveling over the next couple of weeks. And so I'm like, I'm going to be traveling. And uh, actually, Emmanuel is putting together some cool compilations for you guys. How's it going, man? You want to tell them how's it going? It's going great. So, 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 what what can they expect on the next two shows while I'm while I'm out of town? Well, they can expect to hear um, some episodes that you talked about your mind, the strongest strength and the weakest weakness. Yep, yep. And then also inputs and outputs. So they're gonna there's a couple Keep of things where you're gonna get some nice things. So nice. So what I asked Emmanuel to do to put together a compilation reel of. All of my shows over the last four years in terms of topics on the mind and time. 
And so he's he's going to be doing that. And uh, so I'm out of town with the wife on vacation starting next Saturday. I'll be going for two two Saturdays. But you don't want to skip the show because he's going to put together this compilation. It's going to be great. And it's pulling from some of the best of my topics on the mind, some of the best of my topics in terms of how we spend our time. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to uh, what Emmanuel puts together. And then you might actually be in the studio doing it the second week, right? The first week. The first week. Okay. Mm-hmm. The first week I'm going. All right. So make sure y'all give Emmanuel some love. He'll be playing those compilations for you all. So that way we can keep this thing going. Like I said, we got to change. We got to do some new things. Check it out. So let me know what you guys think. Tell me how Emmanuel does <laughs> while I'm gone. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. We talked about it. I think we got a, we got a good plan here. So how I ended the show last week was, when was the last time you really thought about time? Gerald's in my ear. Two minutes. Hey, time is a precious commodity. And what I was saying before I told them, I was working today and I was look. I was, uh, what I do is I set this timer, right? 50 minutes, 50 minutes. And I noticed a couple of times I zoned out. I just zoned out, man. I was, I don't know what I was doing. I was just kind of like, uh, oh, I'm like, whoa, what's going on? But I'm conscious. I'm conscious of the time, right? Cause I got that thing going. I'm like, well, what did I, I lost two minutes there. Not a big deal. You know, two minutes is nothing. How often are we doing that, man? I asked myself, how often in the last hour did I zone out? I was going somewhere and I forgot where I was going. And the next thing you know, I ended up on Facebook. How'd that happen? I don't even work with Facebook up anymore. Because you know what? I said it before. These companies, they're real good at getting your attention, man. They use these things, the bright lights. Boom. I mean, they, they designed it to steal your time, to put inputs into your head that you don't even intend to have there. So how are you fighting back? I mean, and you got to fight hard now because, I mean, they're going hard to get your attention, to get you off track. They don't care about your goals. You know, you know whose goals they care about? Theirs. Like, we need, we need one million customers. That's what they're concerned with. Time in the mind. All right, Chicago. It's been real. Thank you guys so much for listening. For those of you who haven't done it yet, go to the Inspirational Perspective Facebook page. Like the page. Follow me on social media at Linnell Harris. And as always, appreciate you guys. Love you. And uh, if this show made a difference for you, then please tell others to listen. Facebook and Periscope, please share. You guys have a wonderful evening. Enjoy this phenomenal weather and have a good, safe night.